Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host, Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is your host, Ty Evans, and I'm here with Brian Goldsack today. Brian, how are you? I'm doing fine. Happy to be here. How are you, Ty? Good, man. You staying warm up in the Northeast? Not at all. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I just bought a parka the other day because it's been consistently about five degrees at my house. That's so wild. I know, like this morning. So, like, uh, it's weird. A lot, normally, I'm always, like, you know, in the gym in the morning. But for whatever reason, the last couple of weeks, uh, when it's been cold here in the 30s, I've been making myself go on an early morning walk at, like, 6 a.m., and in the cold is kind of like some torture, but I've, I've really enjoyed it because I, I don't get that type of weather, but five degrees would be not fun. You do that Wim Hof stuff. So that's like right up your alley, right? Yeah, that's true. Dude, the, the, breath, the breath work does help when you get real cold. Uh, but Brian, for those people who don't know, you want you to introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you. So uh, my name is Brian Goldsack. I am one of the co-hosts of the Success Fundamentals podcast. Uh, me and my co-host Chris Sykes are effectively doing a case study on what it means to actually be successful from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. Uh, we actually had Ty on one of our episodes, and, and we had a lot of fun. And uh, we actually based an entire episode off of a comment that you brought up. It was our most recent release on middle-class mindset. So thank you for that. Uh, so... That's, that's what I do. Uh, I work in financial services. I'm from the Northeast, Pennsylvania. And uh, again, I'm just really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for spending some time with me. So I know I talked to Chris a little bit about it and that that's aired now. So we're trying not to be any, any bit redundant, but um, you know, I was expressing to him how much I love the concept of the podcast. And I guess for you, you know, walk us through a little bit of your journey of how you had got into the financial services, kind of what prompted in your mind to want to start the podcast uh, with, with Chris. Sure. So I don't know how far in the journey I want to go back, but I'll make sure. the beginning parts of the journey as All fast right. as possible. So I was raised in a, in a blue collar household. Um, however, my, my mother was very much an artist. And for years, my father was a psychologist. And then he started a his own business as a, as a contractor. So I always knew him as a contractor, but he was trained in psychology. So I was raised in a household where uh, I grew up always wanting to be a psychologist. That's what I wanted to do. So when I went to college, that's what I studied. And I didn't do that well on my psychology courses. Um, but I did really well in business classes and philosophy classes. Mm. So uh, I started working in higher ed right after I graduated, and I thought that I wanted to study theology or religious studies, so I was getting my master's in theology, and then I started thinking to myself, the lifestyle that I want requires a lot of money, <laughs> so, then <I> dropped out. <laughs> so then I dropped out of the theology master's program, pursued my master's in business, got my MBA. And then I started working in finance and that's where I am now. But there's still this like little, well, not little, this very big part of, of, of who I am that has that psychology, philosophy and religious component. So I met Chris Sykes 
summer of last year, 2021. And Chris and I started having very deep conversations with one another, just personally. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, this would make an excellent podcast because we have all of these questions and all these unanswered uh, thoughts that, that, you know, we, we want to get some answers to. So why don't we make a podcast? So we created success fundamentals and we've been interviewing awesome people such as yourself, uh, business owners. And now we're getting into some stuff. Like we just had like a shaman on our show, psychologists, sociologists. So we're really trying to, uh, figure out what it really means to, to be a successful human being. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And Chris and I talked a little bit about that kind of the next level where you're taking it, uh, recognizing that, you know, it's really about how do we help, you know, nurture ourselves to be mentally healthy, to be able to perform at a higher capacity. And so how can we help serve and kind of bring maybe some more resources to people uh, who, who maybe not even know they needed help, but for those who definitely um, do, which I think is a really cool, like almost like kind of higher calling. Right. Right. And it's in at first, I wouldn't say that we started shallow. Like we went into success because keep in mind, we're both finance guys. We (laughs) thought first about financial success, but the more we started interviewing people that were very financially successful, the more we found out that they basically weren't identifying their financial success as the contributing factors to their success. So, you know, that's where they led us and that's where the show was going. So now we're getting, like I said, people that are just specialists in spirituality, uh, like physiologists, personal trainers that are mm-hmm. focusing on the body. Mm-hmm. So it, we don't have the answers, but we want the answers. So that's, that's the gist of what we're searching for here. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, one of the things that I did, I wanted to ask you is about your own success habits. Um, you know, I know it's a bit to juggle uh, a full-time job and then outside of, you know, working hours to be able to operate, perform and produce a podcast it takes a, a lot of time and energy, a lot more than people can appreciate. So what are some of the things that you do to set yourself up for success as you start your day? As I start my day, um, I, I mean, I wake up usually sometime around 6.15 in the morning, um, go downstairs. I live out in the country, in, kind of like out in the woods, to be honest, in, in the Pocono Mountains. I have a big 24-ounce glass of cold water, and then I usually go out and I run out, and, out on my road. So my road's like a third of a mile long, and it's just uh, I'm the only one on the road. So I'll run. I'll usually listen to some type of book while I'm running. Um, and then when I do my cool down, I'll take a good 15 minutes to just pray. Mm. And after I pray, I start my day. I drink a lot of coffee. So I get that nice caffeine buzz after I get the running buzz. Mm-hmm. And then I drive into work and I, and I just get going. And I find that that combination of things is, is what kind of propels me throughout the rest of the day. Uh, I do martial arts. So on Friday and Saturdays, I, I teach judo. I have my own judo school. Oh, cool. um, and uh, so that's what I do for exercise uh, during the weekend. But a big part of it is exercise for me. Big part of it. I feel like you got to wake your body up in order to wake everything else up. I, I totally agree. Uh, judo is an uh, incredible sport. Um, how long have you been doing that for? Ooh, probably about 11 years. Okay. 11 years now. <clears throat> Yeah. What, what made you get into it? 
so I, I have my, I had my black belt in Taekwondo right when I got into college. And when I went into college, there wasn't a Taekwondo school near my college. So I went to a mixed martial arts school and a lot of the guys there did judo. And, um, I went to the guy that taught them all judo <laughs> and, uh, and I just, I don't know, it's very intellectually stimulating. It's, it's, it's a martial art that takes a very long time to, to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like a nerd in that regard. So I, I felt not just physically engaged by it, but like you have to use your mind in order to execute the techniques correctly. So I was hooked probably within the first two classes I took and I've never stopped. Awesome. I feel like, uh, and, and I've only done a little bit of jujitsu, but I feel like it's the same. It's that kind of mental gymnastics uh, where it just, I have a couple of friends in California that have, I mean, it's 10 years to become a black belt and keep learning, keep learning. And you hear, you know, Jocko and Rogan, those guys talk about it mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Uh, similar, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, it took me 10 years. It took me 10 years to get my black belt in judo. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's... Um... But you, like you said, the mental component, they call it like body chess, right? Yeah. So when you yeah, get to the higher levels of jujitsu or, or judo, it's almost like you're outsmarting your opponent as much as you're out conditioning them or strengthening or, you know, yeah, yeah. beating them. That's awesome. One of the things I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you've incorporated in your daily habits uh, that you would deem as a success habit or fundamental that you learned from um, a guest that you previously hadn't been doing? Sure. Uh, a lot of different, different things, to be honest. Um, one of the most recent things was, uh, and we were actually talking about this before we started recording, but um, I, I used to have a very difficult time shutting my kind of ambitious brain off. Okay. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been going in finance for about six years now, trying to build a business. Things are, are doing well. Uh, but even when things were going well for me, my mind still felt like I needed to do more, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But my struggle was, how do you, how do you know the right time to actually celebrate your success? Mm. And I found out that I was getting worn out because you know, I've achieved the things that I've been striving for all these years, but I never actually took the time to, uh, to smell the roses and, and feel happy about it. So about a week ago, two weeks ago, my family and I went on vacation for the first time in almost six years. And while I was on the vacation, probably the first two days, I couldn't shut my brain off. But then I thought about a couple of conversations I had with some of our guests that um, effectively said during times like that, you, you need to have the wherewithal to realize that these are the moments when you have to shut your brain off and enjoy because they are fleeting. Yeah. And there's so few of them, of those moments where you can to truly enjoy your labor that when they're there, don't waste them. Don't waste them. So because of, a few conversations we had with our guests, um, I was able to shut my brain off, my working brain for the remainder of that vacation. And Ty, I'm telling you, it was just my wife and I and my, and my two four-year-old twin boys and the, and the dog driving through mountains of New Hampshire. 
looking at scenery, nothing fancy, nothing elaborate, but just being in each other's company. And I'll tell you what, it was probably one of the most uh, amazing experiences I've had in years. And I attribute the podcast and the lessons I learned on the podcast to being able to teach me that technique to just shut things off, shut the mind off. It is, it is hard because it's, it's a weird type of a thing that's kind of transpired the last three or four years in the entrepreneurial space. It's become so glorified where everybody feels like they have to be an entrepreneur and everybody's got to work 18 hours a day. And although I think a lot of people fake it pretty well, uh, mm -hmm. there are, there are, <laughs> mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there really just grinding and going, going hard. And I have the same, same way. Um, even this morning, I had a hard time. Like for, I came home from, I was telling you from, from, I did a walk and, uh, so I get home, my wife's like, Hey, can you take our youngest to school? Yeah, no problem. But I know I, I had to start work at a certain time. Right. And so I'm dealing with a five-year-old, which you can appreciate. Mm -hmm. They're <laughs> close. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's taking his time and his schools, it's a 40 minute round trip. And so I'm already like, Oh shit, if we don't leave right now, I'm going to be late. So I start to get real anxious. And then I was like super annoyed when I got in the car because we're running behind, which puts me five minutes behind. I'm just so meticulous. And then uh, same thing, a part of me kind of kicked in. I was like, Hey dude, like he's only five once. Like, you know, the podcast you want to listen to or the calls you want to make, like they can wait 10 minutes so you can talk to your five-year-old on a 20 minute drive to school. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like it, those things, I think a lot of, especially men, where we get pigeonholed to be one or two dimensional, I think we, we might've chatted about on your podcast, that mm -hmm. we got to take that time to reflect, you know, and embrace our families and have time for ourselves. And a lot of us that like to be peak performers have a hard time. So I applaud you. Uh, Cause I think it's a message that most people need to hear, but they, uh, they don't enough uh, in our society, nor do they actually act on it. It's true. It's very true. It reminds me of, um, do you ever read the power of now Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. Where he talks about like how, if you let your mind get out of control, you're just, it's usually focusing either on the future or on the past, but the future and the past really aren't a thing. The future hasn't happened yet. Right. The past is totally done. Really, all there is is now. So I think about that often. And I think to myself, I, like using your example right now. Yeah, I'm five minutes late, but I'm so fortunate to be with my five-year-old son. A minute trip, driving him into school. And, you know, I'm healthy. My son is healthy. Right. We're safe. He's going to school. Like right, right now, things are actually okay. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be stressed. Like this is really good right now. What am I stressed about? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now he's, he's fantastic. We had the pleasure of, uh, before COVID hit, uh, he was in Houston and my, I bought my wife and I tickets to go see him speak. And it was a, it was wow. a su super cool event. Um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about where I know where you and Chris kind of want to take the podcast to a degree, but where do you guys really, have you talked about where you see yourself out five years from now, mm. or three years from now? Yeah. We think about that all the time. Um, see, my fear is that we will at some point discover what it actually means to be successful. And then when we do that, what are we going to do after <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I think I think that we will be perpetually in a state because if you think about success in general, in general, what the heck does that even mean? Right. 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 And it's such a multifaceted concept. Um, that's why we're doing this mind, body and spirit component because mm-hmm. it's not just financial. It's not just spirit. It's not just mind. It's not just body. But then let's say you find out the mind, body, and spirit components of success in the United States might have totally looked different if you are in a different country or in different circumstances or a different socioeconomic background. So we actually were going to have a gentleman on our show this Friday. Uh, he's a young man from India. The entire conversation is just going to be surrounding the success look different in India when you compare it to the Northeast of the United States, what do you aspire towards? So I think we could probably have a good two or three years worth of content, just kind of peeling apart the many different facets of success, because it's a term that all people use throughout the planet. It's it's a human thing, but it's not universally agreed upon what it means. Do you want to create more brand awareness for your business? You want to expand your network and form more personal connections with your customers? It sounds like a no brainer, right? But how do you do this? The answer, podcasting. Podcasting can help amplify your voice and elevate your brand. With the Elevate Podcast Company, they help you launch a podcast you're proud of. And by offering a full podcast management, you can spend your valuable time on your business while having an impactful podcast. You record and they do the rest. The first step in starting your own podcast is by learning more at elevatepodcastco.com. Again, that's elevatepodcastco.com and book a free discovery call to see if podcasting is right for you. Yeah, and I think that even uh, I'm just you could even take a microcosm of uh, you know Pennsylvania or, or, or Texas, and you're going to get varying degrees of what's important to somebody, uh, what's not. And I think that that's fantastic because that, that's interesting to me. Um, one of the reasons why I love to re- re- uh, read books so much, Shantaram um, is one of my favorite books, and it's about a guy's journey through India, and it's what it's one of the cultures I, I fell in love with. And I you don't know this because we haven't met in person, but I have a Ganesha tattooed on my forearm. Whoa, really? Yeah. Um, and I've got Buddha on my right forearm. And then, you know, and inside here, I've got prayer hands and I've got a Celtic cross. Cause I think that, you know, for the same, same reasons I look at success as kind of like religion. It's like this big tree, right. With all these branches and everyone's kind of trying to look for the same thing. And I think success in another way to look at it, you can give me your perspective is, is, it's really like happiness to some extent, right? We're trying to find fulfillment in whatever you feel fulfilled with and however you can get there. I agree. We, we actually had a, a shaman on our show about two weeks ago, Dr. Mark Weissman. He's, a, he's an Alaskan, uh, he's like a pagan scholar slash shaman, right? And... We're like, you know, to a guy that's just completely in the spirit realm, what, mm-hmm. how do you define success, right? Because uh, we were talking to like CEOs Crazy. for months prior to this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So we went from CEOs to shaman, right? And uh, let's get the PLD, bring on the shaman, let's do it. I'm like, come on, if we're going to do <laughs> spirit, we need a shaman. So we got the shaman and he goes, basically what you just said. He said, Brian, what are we all actually looking for? He goes, we're looking for an emotion. Our lives are all pointing us towards an emotional state that we feel we should be trying to 
achieve. Now we think that different things will assist us in achieving that emotional state. Some people might think once I have the perfect body, I'll finally feel wanted, right? But the wanted is the emotional state, right? Once I have enough money, I'll finally feel excited and joyful. But excitement and joyful is the actual state that we're striving for. So it's not the things that we want. It's the way we think the things are going to make us feel. So spirituality effectively is a shortcut because if you can get to those feelings without having to torture yourself and uh, shackle yourself to a nine to five job and instead feel peace, joy, happiness, fulfillment in a spiritual practice while still being able to make ends meet, then you could have a fulfilling life. Mm. It's interesting that while you were talking, I was thinking about, I was thinking of like Richard Branson, because he's mm. someone that to me just seems like super spiritually awake. Like he really doesn't give a shit that he's worth billions of dollars, but he really does at the same time. Like you've got an island, you're going to space, but like you're, you know, risking your life at most things that you do, right? Like right. you got to, and I wonder though, I mean, have you, when you've interviewed a lot of the CEOs and successful people, do you find that there's a lot of those people that are kind of hybrids, like the shaman's talking about, like I can be wildly successful, um, but I'm also very spiritually in tune. Um, or do you think that that's just, it's hard with the way that we're conditioned in our culture? That's it, mm, such a great question. Um, so at first, when we first started interviewing these people on the show, I think, I think we weren't asking them the questions. We began to see that the people we were interviewing increasingly began sharing with us more about their uh, uh, spiritual lives, their religious mm -hmm. practices, um, like what they do physically. Even though we really weren't asking them those questions, it started to come up more and more and more and more. Um, so to answer your question, I think that a lot of extraordinarily successful people, at least from a uh, business or financial perspective, tend to also be well-rounded individuals in their own regard from a mind, body, and spirit uh, perspective. There's very like pure play, you know, just money people that we've had on the show yeah. where like they just completely neglect their bodies and their right. spirits. And they're just completely in the realm of like trying to solve puzzles to make more and more and more money. Uh, we haven't found that like quintessential cutthroat businessman or woman yet. Most of them tend to be multifaceted in their personalities. Yeah. That, that, that would make sense to me with the type of uh, caliber of people that you guys interview. Are there things that um, you do differently now with how you operate within a business capacity from having started the podcast? You think that that shifted or you feel like, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still kind of on, you know, how I've always been. No, yes, absolutely. So, I mean, we're always asking people about success. And when you work in financial services, basically our goal is to make sure that we're helping our clients achieve success in the way that they define success. So through mm. the questions that we ask people on the show, I found that my, my, financial services practice and, and more specifically the questions that I've been asking to my clients has been getting increasingly better. And I've been able to have deeper conversations with people quick, quicker, quickly. 
that's it. Yeah, that's a great point. That's the thing. I mean, running cars, running cars for two years, you got to build rapport fast. You got like, you got like, yeah. you got like three minutes to build rapport. <laughs> yeah, you, you were an enterprise guy for years, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah, it was some of the best sales advice came from my friend Tony, um, who, who's now a day trader and uh, trades crypto. I was just talking to him this last weekend, and, <laughs> and uh, he's, he's a good guy. He opened my my world to a lot of different things. We could go down some weird rabbit holes, but he he told me something I never forget. I was twenty three, and he goes, "Hey Ty, your ability to build rapport with somebody is your ability to sell them." I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And he goes, "But the secret is that people don't tell you you've got something in common." with all 8 billion people on the planet. It's just your ability to find it is your ability to sell them. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it, it does make sense, right? So I'm just, you know, it's just all about human to human connection. We have to do in our job. And he was basically telling me, you've got about three or four minutes to be able to find out what that one thing is and then expand mm-hmm. upon it, right? So you can have some type of connection so you can get past them already wanting to say no to you. Right. So then you, wow. once you can get past that barrier, then you can just have a, and I it never lost sight of that. So no matter what I've sold to me, it's always about connection. It's always about, Hey, you know, how can I help you? How can I be of service and where can I find that connection? So you can let down your guard so I can go in and do my job to help you. Um, and I think a lot of salespeople miss that. So how do you do that? So what is like, it's, it's almost like you're this like open, feeling thing in the first two or three minutes of the conversation and then you find something to hook on to and you just roll with it like mm-hmm. so how, explain that process to me well 100 percent. so it's just something as simple as like when we started talking you know obviously you you and chris speak completely different i knew chris was from atlanta right so something as simple as like an accent oh great well then mm-hmm. we started talking about how you know uh my company is based in philadelphia right so then then we have a common thread now where I know Philly people and a go birds, right? There's a lot of different mm-hmm, ways mm-hmm. that we, we could have got, we could have taken, Hey, you know, Biden's from Scranton, right? I mean, there's a sure. lot of, there's a lot of different things. And I think that that's why it's important to read and, and to keep up some, don't get invested in the news, but to have some type of uh, presence. So you can have a way of connecting with people um, like me, I'm wearing a cow sweater, just simply go to college there. Right. No, I, I did. Right. Oh, cool. Well, what interests you about Cal? You know what I mean? You're into craft yeah. brewery. So you're wearing a brewery hat. You know, it's just always like little things to, to human to human. Um, I just try to pick up on to, to have just basic conversations with people. That's why LinkedIn's so great because you can just stock their profile. It's true. It's so true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't stock anybody's profile, but um, but I, I we do can't think that, really because they see that you're looking at it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you do have those social tools and cues. So that's just always worked um, uh, well for me. So where do you want to take your financial services business in, in the next in the next five to 10 years? I mean, to be honest, I want to cater to podcast hosts. It's, they, they always say to us, you got to work your niche, you got to work your niche. And I'm over here as a podcast host saying, what's my niche? Uh, people that own uh, vineyards? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> like, obviously, my niche is podcast hosts, because I mean, I deal with them all the time. I know podcasting. Mm. I love podcasting. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to meet more people in the in the digital realm yeah. that do what I do. And even if it's not to do business within financial services, you know how podcasting is. There's always some way people can collaborate and help one yeah. another. And uh, 
I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I'm leaning into in 2022. That's cool, man. That's, uh, that's really interesting because it is true. Um, just in general, it's like a weird little subculture we're involved with. It's true. And they, and they respond to LinkedIn messages always favorably, not always favorably, (laughs) 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 but they respond, which is a lot harder than, uh, or it's a lot better than when you're just randomly reaching out to CEOs from wherever. No, I get that. What's been your uh, favorite takeaway so far uh, from the podcast? Mm, mm, That's a question. That is a great question. Huh? I would say it was probably from the episode we had with the CEO and hairstylist, Frederick Fakai. Uh, He was a gentleman from moved from France to the United States and basically built a beauty product empire from like moving from France to, to New York. Like, like who does that? Right. Right. And I, I remember in like, till this day, this echoes in my mind. He said, I wanted to go to the country where nothing was enough. And I used to feel, actually ties into what we were talking about earlier um a little bit guilty that anytime i hit a certain goal that i would celebrate maybe for like i don't know a day an afternoon but by the next day when i woke up i felt like i had another thing that i needed to push forward to so i used to feel kind of like come on brian like when are you ever going to be happy but then when we spoke to frederick He's like, I wanted to move to a country where that was kind of the MO or like where the people in this country are never they're like, they just want to keep growing. They want to keep yeah. thinking. They want to keep creating and they want to keep expanding and exploring and trying to find new ways to do things. And yeah, you get compensated for it. But uh, it was interesting to hear from, from an outside perspective, somebody not from our country, uh, that they valued that aspect of the way we are as citizens in the U S and I felt kind of justified after that. And, um, it kind of gave me like a little, like I got like pumped <laughs> yeah. and uh, I felt okay being me because I mean, he's just accomplished a lot with that mentality and there's something to it, Ty guys like us, uh, there's a reason for us. I totally agree. I actually, I love that you brought that up for a couple of different reasons, because I mean, I've had this conversation with my wife uh, several times, you know, she's an entrepreneur um, and, uh, and we talk a lot about the amount of opportunity in this country. And, you know, we live here and it's, it's very culturally diverse. And so a lot of our neighbors and good friends are not from here. Hmm. And it's almost like, if you looked at the ratio of entrepreneurs that I know that are Native Americans or not I mean, Native from here, right? Americans mm-hmm. versus people who immigrated here to take advantage of the dream that they had heard of in their home country, it's it's almost a, a complete disparity where a lot of people come here and they get what we have to offer and they go after it and take after it. Where I think a, a lot of people um, nowadays – and it's probably why, you know, I love so much talking about success fundamentals is because we're sleeping on it. Mm, so many of us are so, yeah. so many of us are. Um, and I, and I often wonder 
why, but I, I guess it, it is pretty straightforward. I mean, if you're in that environment, you just take that for granted, right? You just yeah. think that this is the way it is. Um, whereas if you come from a place where, like I, I used to live with a bunch of guys from the Middle East and they lived in a country mm-hmm. that was under a very oppressive regime. And they're like, I, I would love, love to start a business in the United States. Uh, and I was like, you know, I was in college. I was like, uh, why, why here? You know, <laughs> yeah. there's pothole over the place. And, <laughs> and they're like, do you know that if you try to start a business in my country um, and it starts to go well, within like a few months of you making money, like one of the princes will come and just say, give me 20% of your earnings or I'm just going to shut the business down. And if you refuse, I'll kill you. And I was like, whoa, okay. We don't have to deal with that in the United States. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess there is a lot of really wonderful opportunity in this country that we should totally be taking advantage of. And yeah, I'll pay corporate tax. It's a lot better than, you know, getting execute <laughs> no yeah absolutely no abs- absolutely i wish i wish more people uh did see the opportunity put in front of them even you know i, I hear the sentiment a lot when people even get frustrated with like their job just like well you know they're getting paid what you think you're worth sure so if, you, if you don't like it go out and learn a new skill set you know <laughs> like it's just it's just uh it's just that simple um it really is Brian, uh, I appreciate having you on, buddy. Um, it's, it's been fun chatting with you. I just feel like we've been having, I forgot we we're even recording, to be honest. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, any advice for, for people that are looking at um, changing their habits or the things that they do on a daily uh, that you would want to put out to the world? And then please tell us where they can find uh, your podcast and connect with you. Sure. Some advice I would give is keep learning keep learning. I mean, you just said it, Ty. There's so much out there that if, if there's an industry or a profession or a business that you feel that you want to explore, we're in an era now where you can, whatever type of learner you are, if you like reading, you can read online for free. If you are a visual learner and you want to learn about, I don't know, computer programming, there's YouTube and you can learn how to computer program right on YouTube for free. So really the sky's the limit when it comes to achieving what your vision of success is. So I challenge your listeners to, to really reflect on what do they think it's going to take for them to feel happy and to live a fulfilling, mm-hmm. successful life. And at the very least, the baby step will be just start researching it, do a little research on it, do a little bit of reading on it. And if you want to pursue it further, and take that next step. And then how do you find us? Best place to find us is you can go right on our website, successfundamentals.com. We have all of our episodes there. All of our links are there to Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Everything is right on that site, successfundamentals.com. Perfect. Well, thank you. Uh, great advice. I will post um, the links 
in the show notes. So those of you watching on YouTube or listening to podcasts, don't wait to stop. Uh, scroll down, uh, subscribe to the podcast. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, two good guys doing great things. They're going to help to change lives. And that's what it's about, spreading positivity, changing people fundamentally at the core of who they are and what they do so they can be better and have a more fulfilling life. So, um, Brian, thank you so much. Man, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. Great seeing you again, Ty. Yeah, you too.